Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. I feel like I'm pretty good at providing aftercare to you after we've had a big scene. Uh, yes, after we had a long discussion. About how to do it correctly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, because you and I, our energy is very different after we've seen. Have you ever been in a situation where you have to provide your own aftercare? I actually have. So, it's kind of rare because you're usually around. But, yeah, I, I actually have. Well, I don't know if you're any good about it, at it, but... This week on Erotic Awakening, self-service aftercare, favorite sex educator, and ow, 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 fuck, ow, ow. (laughs) Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. We'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporters. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kingstarter cards or a book, as well as Audible experts excerpts from our book, Living MS. And Zoom discussions, the next of which is August 30th. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. The uh, show notes do not actually say, it actually says self-service aftercare, favorite sex educator, and not loving tentacles. But uh, I changed it to ow, 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 fucking ow, because that's what you're saying right now. Yes. So uh, we seem to have had wasp take up in our dumpster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was told by someone who, uh, yeah, I, t- I was told by someone they were taken care of. Yes. And I just threw a bag of garbage in and I saw one come out. And then I threw a second bag of garbage in and he said, fuck no, and stung me twice. I can run. Have you, uh, As I'm going, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> have you ever been stung by a wasp before? I have not. Well, now you've been stung by a wasp twice. twice. I see one on your arm and I see the one on your forehead. And it it's is getting swelling big. up a little it's bit. It's getting big, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, the one on the arm hurts worse. but And I saw him. It was weird because I had seen wasp on our porch umbrella this morning. Yes. And so... I'm trying to learn something new each day. So I had actually researched them a little bit. And it says that usually they're peaceful unless they're protecting their home. And then I, I'm at the dumpster. And when this one came at me, me and I saw him. He was like a rocket. <laughs> he got me. You know, that's actually a good reflection of both kink life and regular life. There's one experience of, you if you want to learn about something, right, mm-hmm. you could read about what it feels like to be wa- stung by a wasp all day long. You can read about <laughs> what it's like to get spanked all day long. True. Until you've had the experience, you don't really know what it's like. Well, I can honestly say being stung by a wasp sucks. <laughs> Ow, it hurts. You're not fetishizing it at all? Oh, no. You know, I... Mm. So I also get massages by someone, by a, a submissive mm-hmm. in the community, right? But she loves to give sadistic massages because I go for deep tissue because my muscles lock up with all the exercise that I've been doing. And and she just giggles at me. She's like, oh, you masochists coming in here. So you always <laughs> like pain, but you're screaming when I, when I give you a massage. And I'm like, it's not the same. Here, let me try to flip my mind space. Let me try. Let me try. Ow, ow. No, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> and you can't even say for it a massage. Right. Or a wasping. Red. Or a wasping. Red. Good point. Red. <laughs> <laughs> today on the podcast, other than that, uh, we are uh, very fortunate on the podcast today. We have Slave Shelley, who is going to talk to us about self-service aftercare. And we're going to get right into that. And Slave Shelley, first off, welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast, so bear with me. 
Us too. So no problem. I'm sure we'll all get through this together. <laughs> so why, what is a situation where, I mean, when I was young in the lifestyle, as a dominant person, I was told one of the duties, responsibilities, and requirements of being a good dom is that you provide aftercare. So what would right. be a situation where you have to provide your own aftercare? Oh, there are so many situations where self-service aftercare comes in. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, we all, as we start out in the, in the kink world, you know, it's good to start with those ideas that, you know, a good dominant partner should provide aftercare and a good submissive does this and that. But, you know, real life, real life situations, that doesn't always happen. So, you know, one thing that I always want to hit is that, you know, it's not, you know, self-service aftercare is not inferior to getting aftercare with your partner that you've just been with. Like, there is no, you know, quality judgment going on here. Because who knows better what you need for aftercare than you. So, you know, yes, we hope we get some really good communication with our partners and they can nail it. But sometimes, you know, you don't always get that. You know, time might be short. You might have to, you know, they might have to leave. You might have to leave. You might wind up at home after an intense scene going, wow, how do I process this? Or you may be in a scene with somebody who's, you know, a pickup play partner or someone who's not your primary partner, don't know each other as well, where some of your, you know, possibly very intimate aftercare needs, that person might not be comfortable with providing. So there are lots of, you know, situations where knowing what you need in aftercare and figuring out how to provide that for yourself is so important. So let me step back for a moment for uh, podcast listeners that, that may not be familiar with some of this terminology. What is, at least in your your opinion or your definition, how do you, would you define this this aftercare thing? Oh, so this is so simple. You know, everybody makes it so complicated. Aftercare is the mitigation of the effects of drop. So drop, again, the primary gear. Drop is basically the not-so-fun, kind of yucky feelings that some people get, top or bottom, after they seen. It's that shock to the system where you're back into the real vanilla world, you've got to, you know, answer the phone because somebody's calling from home, you know, or you've got those brain chemicals. You've just ramped up the dopamine, you've ramped up endorphins, and now your brain's going, well, we've got to recalibrate. So very, very simply, aftercare is simply figuring out the ways to mitigate some of those droppy, weird, not-so-fun effects from a really fun scene. Okay, very cool. So, do you go into a scene negotiating your aftercare to start with, and and from there you you can tell, oh man, this person, I'm gonna have to work on, I'm gonna have to be be doing this myself. And have you ever? Part two is, have you ever said no to a scene when their version of aftercare was something that that wouldn't be suitable for you? I will start with question two first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a, a really good example. Um, I did a, did a class on waterboarding. And, you know, waterboarding is pretty intense. That's not everybody's cup of tea. And, you know, one of my big kinks is fear. So that's, I'm all about that. But I knew that, you know, for me, aftercare after waterboarding is a very quiet room, no people around me, and fuzzy blanket and something I can, you know, lock my mind on, like something as simple as 
scrolling through Facebook. And I'm like, I'm, reality's good. Everything's good. So I did, I wanted to see with somebody who was like, I, I can do waterboarding. I love this stuff. But afterwards, he wanted to do this very cuddly, bonding, comforting scene and this aftercare. And I'm like, um, I can't do that for that scene. That's, that's not going to happen. And so we, that was where conversation broke down was, was in the aftercare negotiation. So that's a thing. That is absolutely a thing. Good, good. And then what about the negotiation for aftercare? I mean, so how I definitely, I, mean, I, I, I teach a, you know, quite a few one-on-one classes. I fucking dub the newbie whisperer here and there. And that is one of the key parts of negotiation is, you know, you really want to make sure you're on the same page when you're talking about your aftercare because, you know, I can say, oh, I want to have a little bit of comfort and a little bit of, a little bit of reassurance. And what that looks like to one person doesn't look like the same thing to another. So it is definitely right and proper when you are negotiating a scene to absolutely cover the how do you, how do you do aftercare? What do I need for aftercare? Ask your, other, your partners, what do they need? If you're a submissive and you're talking to your dominant, what does that dominant person need? Because I know a lot of dominants who are like, I need somebody to pet my head and tell me I'm still a good person after I've just done this horrible thing to you that we all loved, but still has some feelings. Yeah, so I've, I've it, noticed that um, some people just aren't taught to, well, a couple of things. Some people aren't taught how to negotiate for their aftercare. Right. They don't realize that that is something, you know, later it's like, well, he didn't give me any aftercare. And I'll be like, well, did you negotiate it? Well, no, it's just a given. And it's not just a given. I mean, that is something that we were taught 20 years ago that it should be a given. And it's really not because not everybody needs aftercare or it's it's totally different. So, yeah, I'll tell people negotiate your your aftercare. And sometimes that negotiation is going to look like I don't know. Because it right. could be a new thing, right? You know, I think I'm going to want this or that. So I know with me, with pickup play, I don't always require the person that I'm seeing with to do aftercare because we don't know each other. So I would rather be led back to Dan or yeah. do it on my own. But that's, that's because I've been doing it for a while now. At the very beginning, I absolutely needed cuddle time because I was also asking those questions, you know, am I a good person for wanting this and stuff like that. So what does self-service aftercare look like for you? What is your, do you have a, this is my standard. I have this bag with this in this bag Uh is one bottle of water, one dove chocolate and one (laughs) uh, soft blanket or. Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually have, I found at some big lot store the most adorable rolling pig backpack. Picture this bright pink thing with these big googly eyes. It is the most adorable thing. And that is my aftercare bottoming bag. And so in there I have got, I've got water and I've got some, usually some sports drink of whatever my, my fancy is at the moment. I've got some chocolate. I go for some hugs because I like a little white chocolate with my milk chocolate. Mm. Um, you know, things like if you get cold, I'm always cold. I've got a blanket that folds up real small, stuff on in that bag. Um, you want to make sure that you've got, you know, I've got real long hair. I make sure I've got a hairbrush and about 14 hair ties. You know, all of those things that you need, your, that you know that you're going to need 
to rest and recover because, you know, you have to think about, you know, what are your physical needs, what are your mental needs, what are your emotional needs when you come down out of that scene. And the success of self-service atmosphere is absolutely based on how well you plan ahead and how well you really think about the things that you need. And, and that's a that's a big thing for me kind of across the board is, you know, this stuff is a lot of interest, introspection. And so you really want to make sure, especially at submissive, because coming in as a new submissive, a lot of times, you know, there's the impression, even if we're not taught it directly, that we're taking our cue from our dominant play partner. You know, they're the ones running the show. They're the ones in charge. They're the ones saying what kind of experience I'm going to have. And I don't really buy into that. I really think that, you know, everyone involved in a scene before, during, and after has an equal part to play. Different parts, but an equal part. And so as someone who's going to do their own aftercare, the more that you can think about, wow, why do I need aftercare? You know, what is it about that fuzzy blanket that makes me feel better? Is it the fact that I'm cold? Is it the fact that I like the text? You know, the, the texture of the blanket against my skin? Is that comforting? Is it the weight of the blanket? Um, I've known some people that will actually have like a weighted blanket that they'll have available. That's their aftercare blanket is to be smushed under like 10 pounds of, of weighted bees. Mm -hmm. And that's their thing. So I know for me, I started, and I'm going to plug these later in the show, but I started making um, hooded aftercare blankets. And oh, I saw those. Uh, the, yeah, the last big event I went to, which was in February, right before all this hit, it's a huge hotel takeover event. And I had two really hard scenes and was going to go into a third one that was going to be something I hadn't done with a person before. So I needed, after the two heavy scenes, I needed a dark corner. And I just, I just knew that's what I needed. So I had told the people that they didn't have to do any aftercare with me at all, right? So, but I knew what I needed. So, and I could not find a dark corner. You know, mm. the dungeon was totally packed. All the dark, dark corners had people playing and cuddling in them. So I ended up out in the hallway in the bright lights, ended up flipping that hood over me and wrapping myself up in the blanket so that no one could see who I was, which means no one would mm. interact with me. And it was dark and I was in my own cocoon. That was exactly mm. what I needed. So that sounds absolutely amazing. It, it really was. <laughs> I had a, uh, a, somebody that I know and I was talking to them about aftercare and about, you know, what I want out of, what I need for aftercare as a dominant. And they are a male body dominant as well. And they mm -hmm. said, well, what I want out of aftercare is the oral sex. Actually, they said blowjob. They didn't say the oral sex, <laughs> but they said that for aftercare, what they wanted was a blowjob. Do you feel that there's bad aftercare, that, that, that there's inappropriate aftercare, that if you want a blowjob, just be straight up and say, oh, I want a blowjob, not coaxed it in aftercare? Or is there legitimate aftercares that just not standard to what we think of that that's more than, you know, that's not a cuddly blanket and a piece of chocolate? Well, uh, my opinion is any aftercare that you've negotiated and you've talked about and communicated and used, used your adult words for, is good. All of it. It's all good. Everything you have communicated and negotiated and gotten a thumbs up, A-OK, -okay, let's do this. It's all good. You know, great, great example. 
um, a lot of times, you know, I am not always the most cuddly, touchy-feely person. And so with several, several owners I've had, several people I've played with, my preferred aftercare was literally a kick to the ribs and get up slot and clean up this shit. I mean, just, you, you, you know, I've, I'm done with you. I've finished with you. We have had our scene. Get up and get, get up, get moving, do your shit. And for me, the act of saying, okay, you can't wallow in whatever fields you're having right now. Pull it together, get things organized, be your job slave. That is the most wonderful, soft, cuddly feels that I can have after the scene. And most people would be like, are you crazy? <laughs> so I can actually remember that, the the scene that you just described, the, the aftercare of it. I can remember that in one of our first house parties. You know, we had been preached to that aftercare should look like this and look like this and, you know, the, the blankets and the chocolates and stuff. And then there was a slave that she had just been beaten and had absolutely enjoyed herself. And at the end, that's exactly what he did. Slave, clean up the toys, clean up the mess, go have a seat. And I was like, yep. oh, abusive, you know. But then I talked to her later. She's like, no, that's exactly what I needed. He knows who I am. He knows what feeds me. So, And I'm like, oh, okay. So there are differences with what people need for aftercare. So mm-hmm. that was a good lesson yeah. there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I like to think of, you know, some, some of our, you know, tried and true, you know, truisms in the kink world. Like, you know, this is what good aftercare is and, and all of that. I, I like to think of those as kind of good training wheels for when we're just starting out, because those are good things that most people will find that reconnects them to their bodies, reconnects them to the world, reconnects them to their partner. And the majority of people can kind of start from, hey, this makes me feel good. This makes me feel better. You know, we have enough commonality as humans that those things usually work. And then as we learn more about ourselves and about our partners, then we can branch out into, you know, a little more interesting stuff, a little more creative aftercare. <laughs> well, uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Of course. Have you ever used any of these aftercare techniques that you've come across and you said, well, this is very valuable for me and this is wonderful self-service aftercare for me with, in a situation that's not been related to a scene? Have you found any of these tips and tricks that, that connect you to you and make you feel happy that you've just, you've done that's not been related to some, you know, being, having some BDSM scene in front of it? Oh my gosh, yes. So this is, this is a, this is a, a pandemic story for you. So we've all, you know, since the world has gone crazy and we've all been on lockdown to one degree or another, you know, we're having some feels and, and not having connection. And so one evening I was sitting there and I was brushing my hair. And I was thinking to myself, I was remembering, you know, there was an old Victorian kind of adage that said that a lady should brush her hair a hundred strokes every night. And so I thought, why not? Why not? I'm going to brush my hair like a Victorian lady, a hundred strokes. And I found that the tactile sensation of that brush running through my hair just eased all the stress I had. I found a lot of my worries just kind of melting away a lot. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the most amazing thing. And, you know, way back in the day when, you know, back when I thought, okay, aftercare is all I'm done, the best thing that a dominant person could do for me was brush my hair. Most amazing thing. So settling. 
And it was an amazing revelation for me to realize that not only did that brushing of my hair come into self-aftercare, that was something I could do just in my life to kind of go, hey, I'm in my body. I'm ground. I'm centered. Mm. I've got this pleasant association with this. And it just really kind of brightened my day. Well, very cool. Nice. Slave Shelley, I'm very much looking forward to all this uh, current pandemic stuff wrapping up so we can go back to being at events. And I would have a uh, great enjoyment from actually listening to you in person. If somebody wanted to book you to come out and teach aftercare or one of the other classes you teach, how could they get a hold of you? Um, the easiest way to get a hold of me is on our good friend, Seth. Um, you can look me up. At, it's Shelly, slave underscore Shelly on Set Life. Um, and you can also email me. Um, it's at slave Shelly, all one word together, at gmail.com. Well, thank you Either so much. Th- th- so, I'm sorry, you're going to say something else? Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hang out with us for a little bit while we wrap this thing up. And uh, as I warned you, we have some does um, is slave Shelley turned on by coming up in a moment. First, Dawn, how are you feeling? You got, you know, it's really interesting watching you as we sit across from each other at the podcast. Are you watching it get bigger? Um, You're sitting here, you're listening to the podcast, you're interacting. And then every once in a while you grab this cloth and you hold it up to your head. And I can say, oh yeah, you just got stung by a fucking wasp. Apparently, apparently it still hurts. It's cold water, yes. So, And I sent a picture to the person that said that he had taken care of all the wasps <laughs> with a pointing at the lump on my forehead. So, <laughs> now, I think I'm supposed to take one of my knives and cut out the stinger. Is that right? No, wasps don't have stingers. I mean, they have stingers, but they don't lose them like bees do. Bees sting you once, and then their stinger pulls out, which kills them. Wasp can actually zit, zit, zit. They can sting you all over again. Slave Shelley, have you ever been stung by a wasp? Oh, gosh, yes. It's horrible. It's really awful. It burns. <laughs> I will take both of your word for it, as I will continue to avoid that situation in my life, I hope. <laughs> May you not have that life experience. I'm all right with that. Uh, recently, on Dawn, I see that you made a note that you uh, somebody on Twitter tweeted about us. Yes, so this is And Sam Wall. He's actually done a pronunciation thing for me so i know nice. how to do it so and sam wall mentioned on um twitter that someone had asked for people's favorite sex educators and they made sure to mention us oh so nice. that was really cool so i went and liked it and then other people that we knew like tristan and stuff liked it so that Aww. was that was really cool very cool so i, I like seeing that it kind of Kind of makes it worthwhile to put all this time and these years and everything into um, doing all these workshops and and events and yeah, stuff like that. Absolutely. Uh, at the, along the same lines, um, M recently wrote us from the Fet Life, and they said uh, hi. Wanted us to know that as a uh, newcomer to the scene, uh, after just ending a long term relationship, that there that the podcasts that we do have been an almost inexhaustible supply of turn ons, crucial wisdom and language to describe the feelings they didn't even know they could put into words. They're very appreciative, and we are very appreciative of you writing in to say that. After, as we often say, right, you've been doing, we've been doing this for... 20, well, since 04. Uh, and the podcast since... Since uh, 09, I think. 500 and some episodes, almost 11 well, years. Nothing like people continuing, and just having someone reach out and like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as we appreciate... Um, our friends over at Kink Academy for throwing some money our way. It is 
and certainly our Patreons oh, for absolutely. financially supporting us. That's a huge part, but also just somebody taking a couple minutes out of their day to write us and say, keep, to keep doing this because I get something out of it. That's really what it takes some days to get us into the studio when we feel mm-hmm. like we've said it all. Yep. Well, and, and we do have some of those days where we feel like we've said it all. So, you know, should EA be done? We've said it all. And then someone will write something like this, and it's like, oh, we exactly. do still have something to contribute. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, Dawn, I got one more story for you. But first, uh, let hit me with the kink junk. Oh, the tentacles. No, not the tentacles. They not the have, tentacles? No, I want to know about our limit questionnaire. Oh, the limit questionnaire. Okay, this has actually been going on for a while. This one isn't too bad. So, let's see. Slave Shelley, if you don't mind... I'm going to ask you about a kink, and we just need to know if it turns you on, doesn't turn you on, neutral, don't really care, or something like that. So, okay. And yours is pinching. What do you think about pinching? Pinching. Ooh. I actually, definite turn on. Definite turn on. I'm, I'm into some rough body play, and that is all thumbs up for me. Awesome. Dawn loves pinching. <laughs> Dawn does Dawn not loves like pinching. Dawn loves pinching. Dawn loves pinching. No. Dawn loves pinching. Dan pinches Dawn me loves pinching. all the time. You know what? I like pinching. Hold like... on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Dawn. Yes. I might be wrong. You might not enjoy pinching, right? Right. If you don't enjoy <laughs> pinching, go ahead and say so and let all the podcast people in the world hear it. Clearly, she likes punching. <laughs> Obviously, she likes the punching. I was hoping he would at least leave his mic on so that I could yell at him. <laughs> they turned them both off. So. Don, I do have uh, the, the one for you. Yes. Other than pinching, uh, this one's a little, I guess it's the next alphabetically next to pinching, is do you enjoy prison scenes? So, well, I've actually had, I've never done much with role play. And so I'm going to have to tell a story because... My head says, yes, I would absolutely love prison scenes. So I haven't done a lot with role play. And actually, for one year, I decided to do more with role playing. And one of the things I wanted to do was like an officer, you know, a cop with somebody that he's pulled over for a ticket or something like that. And someone volunteered for it who is actually a prison guard. So it was supposed to be a prison guard scene of where he's captured me. I've escaped prison. He's captured me. And then he's going to beat me. Right. So, but he puts these iron manacles. So I'm hot. This is going to be fantastic, right? So in one of the rooms outside of the dungeon, he like puts the iron manacles on my ankles and then the iron cuffs. And I'm like, oh, I I can only, you know, short step it, (laughs) really short step it. So it ended, but I have this thing about a fear of falling and that clicked in so hard. All I could think of was falling on those manacles and breaking an ankle. And so the scene ended up turning into me going, don't let me fall, don't let me fall, instead of the whole prison thing. So I still think it's a turn on. <laughs> and luckily the dude went with it. So he, 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 he was good. So, so he went with it and it just ended up turning into a fear thing. But that was okay. But I still have a thing for prison scenes. I still like the whole idea of it and it's got to be because someone's in power and someone's not yeah that whole yeah. that whole yeah uh-huh. that whole thing yeah oh, yeah. yeah so mm. my, my only interaction with prison scenes is um a lot i feel like a lot of the early porn that i watched was women in jail women in bars women mm. in prison 
Uh, I don't know why that was a genre, but maybe it's maybe there's a reason for it. And I genre. must have seen some of those. And Slave Shelley sounds like she likes those too. Oh gosh. <laughs> yes. Someone in charge. Well, it, it is. It's all about the dominating, right? So, and power yeah. exchange turns me on. So that's oh. my kink. Mine too, through and through. Mm. Okay, Dan. So I got one for you. Okay. And I, I bet we got lots of stories about this one. <laughs> what do you think about swinging? Um. The sigh. You know what? I would love to. I wish I could just respond by saying, oh, it's so much fun and it's great. But I've never been, I've never successfully been a swinger. We tried a lot, though. We've had, (laughs) I've tried the occasional, I've had the occasional hookup with somebody that I did not know well. But that is even super wet, super unusual for Mm -hmm. me. I don't know shit about swinging, to be honest. I know how to. Do it poorly. I can tell you about how to do it poorly all day long. We talk too much for swinging. Yes. <laughs> we try to get to know the people. Fortunately for us, <laughs> our friends over at Kink Academy know all about swinging. If you go over there and you find their section on swinging, you'll find all kinds of things on threesomes, terminology, and um, even whether they're healthy or not. The fun thing is, even though I don't think it's 100% related, if you go to Kink Academy, you look up swinging, swinging, Guess you will see Dan and Dawn. And this is the Dan and Dawn of a good 10 or more years ago. Uh Oh, so you would have had long hair and I would have been 100 pounds heavier. Yes. Uh, No, you do not look 100 pounds heavier, but I am sitting there in a vest with no shirt and my long hair. Um, Oh, we were sitting on the bed when they were filming us in the hotel room. We were talking about swinging? We were talking about slutty sex in real relationships. Oh, yeah. Which certainly probably has a swingy vibe We definitely have swinging stories in there. Uh, again, uh, we are very much very grateful to our friends over at the Kink Academy uh, who during this pandemic when um, things like aftercare blankets uh, are, cannot be sold at events are helping us to pay the bills around here. Very much appreciate that. So um, so speaking of hooded aftercare blankets, I might as well put it in there now before I forget. Um, if anybody's interested in hooded aftercare blankets, I made a lot of them when I was bored at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> So there are a lot of pictures out on my FetLife profile, but it's my Blossom Trading Company FetLife profile. So it's Blossom Trading CO. And on there, you can contact me. And if you see any pictures that 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 speak to you, just let me know. And if there's pictures there and it's not marked sold, that means I still have it. Very cool. So other than that, you'd mentioned earlier you have some tentacles. I do. People are sending me some neat stuff. So um, Owen sent me, and I bet I've seen this girl before. She's the one with the real bright um, orange octopus on her ass mm-hmm. that kind of goes down her legs. Well, mm-hmm. what he sent me was her twerking. <laughs> that was awesome. So that, okay, that was, that was cool. hot. So And sent me two different versions of the twerking. And then Reverend Danny Smite um, he's on our Twitter. I think Twitter is where we follow him, and Owen probably was too. But uh, Reverend Danny Smite sent me a pen and ink drawing of tentacle porn, and it's actually a page that looks like someone's creating a graphic novel on it. So I'll have to look that one up again and see if I can get the name of it. And um, But, yeah, an adult, an adult comic book, kind of like my Beauty and the Beast one that I pulled out yesterday to look at again. I was not aware you pulled that out. Yeah, Johnny Jackhammer sent that one to me. I was wondering why you were coming to bed. (laughs) So I pulled that one out and looked at it again. And then Casey 
sent me a picture of a pumpkin that is in the shape of an octopus. It literally has like a gourd head and then eight tentacles coming off of it. That's oh, really cool. Very cool. And then Ebo. Um, so uh, Casey's local and Ebo's local. Um, sent me a book titled Not Loving Tentacles. Now that's weird. <laughs> but it's actually from an aquarium. <laughs> so it, it's like, like a, I don't know, Cincinnati Aquarium or something like that. But it, it's, it's from a, a huge aquarium that Not Loving Tentacles. Now that's weird. You know whoever came up with that title knows about tentacle sex. Perhaps. Perhaps. Oh, and I was watching a show last night. Now, I watched the first episode of this show. Didn't really like it. Bat had told me about it and said she absolutely loved it. And it was, what's it called? The, the Great. great. Yes. The Great. And um, I decided to give it another try because of my blacklist. You know, I got to the end of that. And um, there is a picture like the Japanese picture with mm-hmm. the octopus on her pussy. Mm-hmm. There is a picture like that in the castle, but it's not Japanese. It's a Russian woman. <laughs> so that was <laughs> someone was showing that to to the to the empress, and and she's just kind of cocking her head, like, huh? <laughs> a little Russian uh, hentai. Yes, hmm. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> Uh, Slave Shelley, you were telling us before we got started that you moved down to the uh, where you live now right before the pandemic so you don't get to go out and do anything yet in the new area you live. Right. I was at the um, at a coffee shop the other day uh, because and we haven't really started to talk about this yet, but uh, we're getting ready to start this new book. We'll start actually talking about that soon because I think we're going to put together a timeline and I think mm-hmm. people are going to be really into it. But the short version of it is I will go up to the counter at the coffee shop and the person starts to come up and the other another person says, no, no, I'll get this. I know this person. And they come up and they say, oh, good to see you, Dan. I hope things are well for you. What can I get for you today? And I'm sitting there looking at the person like, I have no fucking clue who you are. <laughs> you're wearing a mask. Because <laughs> you're wearing a mask. And that is all it takes to fool me. So... <laughs> And I, I don't know about anybody else, but every time when I'm getting ready to walk into a store and the first thing I do is I put my mask on, I always feel like a bandit. I know. <laughs> it is just the strangest thing to go to purposefully put a mask. You know, it used to be not that long ago that I would see signs that said, do not wear sunglasses or hoods in this store. And now they're like, for God's sakes, wear your mask. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't have to, I don't have to, I get this free pass to say, oh, I'm sure I know you, but with the mask on, I can't tell. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because I wear my, my space. Someone bought us a Columbus space uh, mask sort of thing, mm-hmm. but it's the kind that you wear around your neck and then you pull it up and over your nose. And that's exactly it. I had to go to the post office today and I'm like pulling it up and over my nose. I just feel like <laughs> a bandit. <laughs> yep. But I've been in there enough that the... That the people recognize me, so. Yes, cool. and and I will say, uh, I will give uh, Kat a shout out for that because she's the one that bought those. Very oh, cool, absolutely. stylish space yeah, yeah. It's uh, really cool. Masks. I get to wet it down when I'm on my trike in the park and stuff, and then so I can pull oh, it. Oh, neat. I, can, I keep it on my neck, and then I pull it up over my face when I see people. And finally, just to wrap this thing up, I do want to mention that uh, the Instagram account is still out there. You can follow us at... Erotic Awakening. You can follow us on Twitter at Dan and Dawn if you're a tweeter, but Erotic Awakening on the old Instagram. Looks like currently 
If you did follow us on Instagram, you would know you could get a copy of our current book, The Polyamory Toolkit, tool <laughs> at 25% off. Head over to eroticawakening.com and click on Buy Dan and Dawn. And I highly suggest doing that now. So we've got the Polyamory Toolkit, we've got Living MS, and we've got um, the Kingstarter cards, and we have Bats Book the Collar, correct? Yes. Kame Bats. So we have four items on there that are on sale for 25% off. Dan and I are going on vacation soon, so that sale will be ending soon so that I can get them into the mail. Uh, good good reminder. That's, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. And you actually know you and I are taking a vacation. We'll talk about that at some time in the future as well. There's not much time. We leave soon. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends, unless your friends are wasp. Dawn does not like being stung <laughs> by wasps. Stay away. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash eroticawakening to take a look at options like discounted stuff, extra content, and more. Next Zoom meeting, August 30th at 4 p.m. And I have a feeling we're doing a demo for that one instead of just a talk. Info will be going out to our Patreon supporters. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Slave Shelly. Bye, Slave Shelly. Bye. <laughs>